There we are. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Have Another Donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast brought to you exclusively on Godzilla Media. We're going to talk about the last month in Devils hockey. My apologies for not pumping out enough Devils content, but got a lot of other stuff going on, on the side. And it's uh, unfortunately it's taking over priority of this over this podcast. But we're going to get two things and talk about the month of January in just a moment. But again, have another donut. New Jersey Devils podcast is presented by Godzilla Media. Before we get to everything, I just want to remind you about our Twitter channel, which is right down here. Find us on Twitter at Devils Donut Pod. On the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast. Anchor is currently our home base, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the Godzilla Media on YouTube. Give the video a like and leave a comment in the comment section. Also hit the notification bell for Godzilla Media. That way you know when we have live videos and when we have uh, other content that is up and running, such as the White Heat uh, Wrestling Podcast uh, with uh, with Brian Cade and JJ. Uh, hopefully we get some more of the Black and Gods content very soon. And uh, we also have sports with a T and a Z as well as Pugly's, Pugly's Pick. So you want to check out all of our wide array of Godzilla Media content content on Godzilla Media on our YouTube page and wherever you find podcasts. So let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. Great December. Meh, Jan, meh, meh December. January got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, but wind up being 9-2-2 two two in the month of January, and that includes five wins. An extra time, be it, be it overtime or shootout. And they swept the California road trip in Anaheim, Los Angeles, and San Jose. And I got to give credit to An Amanda Stein from NewJerseyDoubles.com for this stat. This, this was the first time in NHL history where a team swept not only a Western Canada trip, not only an Eastern Canada trip, but also a California road trip all in the same season. So congratulations to your New Jersey Devils. They're doing things. On the road, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But let's talk about the biggest reason why uh, the New Jersey Devils got back to their winning ways, especially on this Carolina slash California road trip. They started, they had a great win against the New York Rangers in overtime back on January the seventh. Had that comeback from three one down, from from three one down, tie the score, and then Damon Severson, I'm sorry, former Albany Devil Damon Severson. Scored the game-winning goal against the Rangers. Then they went that road trip. They played in Carolina. They beat Carolina in Carolina. Then they go to California and they sweep all three games. Then they lose in in Seattle to the Kraken in overtime, which you know it, that's it's a foreseeable it's a foreseeable Stanley Cup matchup if you ask me. Both teams play really well. They both they both play very similarly, uh, similar styles. But let's get back to the reason, biggest reason why. They had success on this Californian road trip. 
and Carolina and Carolina, the Carolina road trip, the first the, the four game tri- uh, five game road trip, uh, starting in Carolina, and they beat Carolina on the strength of Dawson Mercer scoring two goals, including the game winning goal. Not only that, but also in California, Jesper Bachbist, he scores in consecutive games against Carolina and Anaheim. Eric Halla, he scores a goal. Nikita Okoytuk, he's uh, he's currently back in 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 Utica, but when he was on the on this trip with New Jersey, he scored a goal against the against the Anaheim Ducks. Ryan Graves, Gravy, the Gravy Man. He scored in consecutive games against L.A. and Saint uh, San Jose in, the, in that game, in that comeback win. So depth scoring, you can't always rely on your biggest four scorers. That's what the, that's what the Devils happened to do, unfortunately, in December and into early January. They they got caught, depending on all their four big scorers, being Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer. You can't. Just rely if you're gonna win in hockey, you can't rely just exclusively on your four biggest scores. You have to get depth scoring, and depth scoring returned in spades in that in that win in that in that road trip with all those guys I mentioned scoring timely goals, scoring goals that or contributing to goals that put the Devils up ahead or kept them up ahead or got them back into the game, uh, as in you know, Ryan Graves scoring in that San Jose game. So. Depth scoring is going to be huge down the stretch. Uh, we've already completed 49 games. There are uh, there are 33 games remaining in the season, and the Devils got to continue their success. Surprise! Let's just say this: the Devils are the darkest horse going into the playoffs in the NHL this season. Right now, they're second place in the Metro Division. Uh, they're starting to now them in Carolina. They're starting to pull away. They then Carolina is starting to pull away. Devils are just two points behind. As of this recording, they're two points behind Carolina for first place in the Metro. They're not going to play another game until February 6th. So they got a long layoff because of the All-Star game, All-Star breaks happening right now. The Devils played their 49th game on Friday night. They beat Dallas 3-2. Jack Hughes getting another game-winning goal. And depth scoring is going to be very important. If you get guys like Dawson Mercer... Andre Palat, he just returned to the lineup. I'll mention him in just a second. He's had, he actually has one game, his one goal and four assists in every game and since his return to the lineup on January 5th. So you get him going. Uh, he's a veteran. He can add that veteran experience with timely goals. We've seen it in the playoffs before with when he was a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you got Mercer, you got Palat, you got Tomas Tatar. He can add a goal every add a goal every so often. You get a, a, a trippy goal from Steven Severson or Ryan Graves, or hopefully when it comes back to the lineup, John Marino, he he scores a couple uh, odd goals. So depth scoring, huge, huge. And that's the biggest reason why the Devils return to their, to their winning ways. And another reason why is because they're continuing to win on the road. And let's look at this. The Devils right now, they're the best team, and they're the best road team in the NHL. They're the 19-3-2 record. They have only three losses in regulation in uh, on the road on the road it's crazy how they're playing so well on the road and i'm going to show on youtube i'm going to show a quick a quick uh i'm going to show a quick little graphic so i'm going to share my screen here we're going to take a look at nhl records from the past and 
if we look at this team team record for most wins in a season, Detroit, the Lightning, our New Jersey Devils, they had the most road wins until 2005-2006. The Rangers, the Sharks, the Canadiens, the Blues, the Sharks again, the Canucks in 2011. You look at these four, you look at these 10 teams and you figure, okay, road success leads to a Stanley Cup. That's not necessarily true. The, the, the record right now, again, it's, it's, it's the Detroit Red Wings, 2005-2006. They've finished 31-7 with three overtime losses. New Jersey Devils team records, 28 in 1998-1999. They were 28-10-3. and three. So the three ties is back when we had ties and not a shootout or overtime. Or we had overtime, but it was five on five. But again, road success doesn't necessarily translate into a Stanley Cup. Let's look at some of these teams. The Red Wings, 2005-2006. They earned the number one seed in the Western Conference playoff bracket. They were eliminated in six games in the first round by the Edmonton Oilers. 2018-2019, Tampa Bay Lightning. They finished with 30 wins, nine losses, and two ties. I'm sorry, two ties, two overtime losses. They happen to match the single season wins record with the 1995-96 Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings, they're swept by Columbus in the first round in that memorable, memorable sweep where they just absolutely collapsed in the first round of the playoffs against the Blue Jackets. Our New Jersey Devils, 1998-1999, 28-10-3, they lost in seven games to the Pittsburgh Penguins as the uh, number one seed. Let's keep continue to look here. 2014-2015, New York Rangers, 28-11-2. They're eliminated in the Eastern Conference Final by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning went on to face the Chicago Blackhawks in, in the Stanley Cup, lost in six games. 2015-2016, San Jose Sharks, 28-10-2. Lost to Pittsburgh in six games in the Stanley Cup Final. No, I'm sorry, 27-10 with no overtime, with no overtime losses, no, overtime overtime uh, shootout losses. The only teams on this list, on the, in the top 10 on this list, the 1976-77 Montreal Canadiens and the 77-78 Montreal Canadiens. 77, they went 27-7-6. They finished, finished winning the Stanley Cup. Same thing in 1977-78. They went 27-6-7. They won the Stanley Cup. That was a, that was the era when that was the era when they won five consecutive Stanley Cups in that time frame. Then you got the St. Louis Blues, 1999-2000. They did not go to the Stanley Cup. They did not go to the finals. I believe they were eliminated by either Dallas or Colorado on the way to uh, on the way in the playoffs. And doubles happened to win the 20, 2000 Stanley Cup. San Jose Sharks, 2007, 2008, 27 and 10, 27 and 10 again. They lost in the they lost in the in the Western Conference bracket. Vancouver Canucks 2011, 27, 10, and 20 0. They lost in the Stanley Cup final in seven games. It happened to get snake bit on the road in that in that Stanley Cup final. They actually lost all four road, all three road games in that Stanley Cup final and happened to drop their last game against the Bruins at home. If you remember those infamous riots. So again. Road success does not automatically give you the chance to win or play for the Stanley Cup. We've seen this in Devils, Devils, uh, 
Devils Pass, what I just mentioned, 1999, uh, lost in seven games against the against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So they do need to continue the streak. And again, it, it helps to win on the road. Stack those wins on the road. I mentioned in past in a past podcast, stack those wins on the road because it's not going to get any easier to win games. It's not going to get any. It's not going to get easy. It's going to be easy to win games on the road during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you got to stack those wins, especially for a team that's been struggling to get over to the next level in terms of the in terms of being a playoff team. They're going to be a playoff team this year, barring a, a catastrophic collapse. But I don't see that happening. In fact, they could be on their way to win this division and and, and earn a one seed, and earn probably the two seed in the playoffs, and they'll play, play and they'll face a wild card team. So there's hope in that. But the Devils got to stay hot on the road, and they got to win some games at home. They actually broke their home losing streak against the Rangers back on uh, back on the seventh of January, and they've won they've they've won a few games since on, uh, at home. They had a couple of overtime wins against Vegas and and Pittsburgh this week. Overtime wins, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right. They just gotta continue to win on the road, win still some still some wins on the road, win home, win at home. That's the biggest thing for this team. They gotta win at home. They have an okay home record. I think they're twelve and eleven, and with a, with a couple overtime losses, a couple overtime losses. I know that 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 shootout loss against Carolina uh, back at the beginning of the on January first. But one reason, and I think it's the biggest reason why the Devils are in this position, is because of Jack Hughes. And Jack Hughes, as you can see down here on the on, on YouTube, on the YouTube video, Jack Hughes is a bona fide Hart Trophy candidate. Why is he a Hart Trophy candidate? Let's take a look and see what his stats are. He leads the team in goals, thirty-one goals. So he's tied in assists with thirty-three. He leads the team with sixty-four points. So far this season, he's actually ninth in the NHL. Uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, they're one and two. They're going to be one and two. Connor McDavid's 92, 92 points already in the season. He's got forty-one goals. Nobody's going to catch up to him unless it's, unless he gets hurt. And Leon and his teammate Leon Draisaitl has continues his his point streak, his point scoring. But Jack Hughes, ninth in the NHL, 64, 64 points, thirty-one goals, thirty-three assists. I predicted in actually he leads the team in goals. He's tied for a second with Jesper Bratt in assists. Dougie Hamilton has uh, uh, he has thirty four assists, I believe. Back on the first episode of this podcast, I predicted Jack Hughes would have an eighty eighty plus point season. He's on his way to that, and possibly he could break two scoring records for the New Jersey Devils this year. He could break. Giant, uh, Brian Gianta's single season record for goals, which is 48 in 2005 and 2006. Not only does he have that possibility, he has the possibility of breaking Patrick Eliash's single season record for, for points. And Patrick Eliash had 96 points in 2000, 2001. The Devils went to the Stanley Cup final and unfortunately were dispatched in seven games by the Colorado Avalanche. But we're not, we're not going to talk about that. He's on his way to becoming the New Jersey Devils' first first ever 100 point score in the 40 years this franchise has been in existence this particular franchise not counting kansas city and colorado the first time the new jersey devils have ever had a 100 point score 
in their 40 years as a franchise, they've never had a 100-point score. Patrick Eliash came close, didn't do it. In fact, in his last 82 games, Patrick uh, Jack Hughes, he has over 100 points. Counting the 49 games from this year and the 51 games he played last year, he has over 100 points in 82 games. And the biggest reason for his success, and I'm knocking on wood here because we know his history from last year, he's been healthy. He's been healthy. Hasn't been on the lineup for shoulder problems. Hasn't been on the lineup for knee problems. No concussion issues. None of that. Uh, th- th- he had a concussion issues in, in his second year uh, during the, uh, the the during the season that got cut short due to uh, the unmentionable um, vi- uh, unmentionable virus. We won't say what its name is because we'll get a label on the podcast side. But early on, he was considered a bust. Jack Hughes is not a bust. Look at his resume from the past two seasons. Look at his resume, especially this year. He's turning into a superstar. He is a he is a bona fide superstar in this league, and he's on his way to Sunrise, Florida next week for next week's or for this Saturday's All Star Fair. He's going to be in the probably be, probably be in the skills competition. He's going to be in the with the Metro Division in the All Star game. Uh, they're playing the Atlantic Division the first game, and if they win, they go on and play the winner of the Central Pacific matchup. So if so, he's a superstar. Jack Hughes is a superstar, and you say, "Oh, New Jersey, it's they're not full of superstars. They're boring. They're boring." No, the era of the Devils being associated with boring hockey is over. It has been over. It has been over for this entire season. And actually, it's been it's been over since last season when Jack Hughes played and had a really exciting point streak. And I, and I think the turnaround for his, I think the turnaround for his career was back on December 31st, 2021. The last game of the calendar year of 2021, when he faced off against Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid and single-handedly won that game when he contributed with, I believe, I think I remember he had two goals, the game winning goal in overtime. He started the scoring. He started the scoring in that game with a power play goal. He ended that game with the overtime winner when he beat Mike Smith with a really nice snipe from the from the right from the left circle. But when he had that game, you could tell things were starting to be put together for this particular this particular set, uh, forward. Jack Hughes is a superstar. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. And I hear it from Rangers fans. Oh, Capo Caco could have been. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's not the Rangers problem. Maybe, maybe Ranger, maybe the Caco Capo isn't the problem. Maybe the Rangers had a problem and they got fooled to thinking he could have been a, he could have been a, a contributing factor in this team, but maybe, maybe in other ways he has been, but you can't deny it. I mean, these two are going to be, these two are going to have a rivalry for years, but right now Jack Hughes is soaring up the charts. He is blowing past Caco Capo in that 2000 and uh, 2018 draft class. So Hughes has been carrying this team. I'm sorry, I'll go back to the All-Star game. Last year, he should have been MVP of the All-Star game. Unfortunately, the ballot box got a little stuffed with Claude Claude Giroux votes, but I think if he has a better performance this season in the All-Star game, and he helps the Metropolitan Division win their third consecutive All-Star game, Jack Hughes should win All-Star Game MVP. Now, unfortunately, last year, after the All-Star Game, he caught the uh, uh, the unmentionable virus, as I mentioned before. He tested positive and was out for a couple of games. But 
this guy's turning into a superstar and, and Jack Hughes has been carrying this team. And again, we, we talk about the MVP. He's the most valuable player of this team. He's been carrying the team along with Nico. He's Jesper Pratt, Dougie Hamilton, and he's been the driving force for the double success this season. Look at what happened last Friday. Game winning. He, he doubles fell behind two nothing. Gets that breakaway goal in the second period, uh, and doubles came back to tie it, and they went in overtime. Ja- as probably because of Jack Hughes, I think that part of it is the, the burning desire to to bring a cup, and he's, he's staying here for the long term. He's here for another eight seasons. He won't. He'll barely be barely be thirty years old when this contract ends. And speaking of Jesper Bratt, uh, New Jersey uh, Tom Fitzgerald get get on the phone with his agent. Get on the phone with his agent. Start negotiating. Keep Jesper Bratt in the long term. Do not want to let him walk away. We'll talk about we'll talk about uh, Jesper Bratt more in a second. But before we do that, just want to talk about our friends at Johnstone Supply and Troy. Thank you for supporting Godzilla Media with your sponsorship with your with your partnership. Look, it's winter. Winter. It's up and down in upstate New York. It's it's not the winters we've had in the past, but you know that cold spell is going to come, and you're going to want your furnace on. And if you want to stay warm all winter long, call Johnstone Supply in Troy. Ask their team about the John Goodman Furnace. Also talk to them about getting uh, getting the ductless mini splits for the summer because summer's coming pretty soon. It's coming faster than you think. You think January went fast? February's going to go like that. And you're going to want to look at ductless mini splits for with Goodman, Fujitsu, Westinghouse, they're all in stock. They're all at great prices. And if you need someone to inst- help you install a new system, Johnson Supply can help with that too. You've heard about George in previous episodes of Getting There with Gaz. You've had a chance to learn about his and Johnstone Supply's story. Now, stop in, find out about their great service and products. And you give Kev, James, or Bert a call, and they can help you help put you in a uh, keep you in a warmer place this this winter and put you in a cooler place this summer to stay warm all winter long call Johnstone supply at 518-272-5922 visit them at 2600 6th avenue in troy get yourself keep your heating system active and get some new ac system get your new ac system by calling them at 518-272-5922 or Stop by their office. You can also stop by at johnstonesupply.com. You can also look at social media, Johnstone Supply Company, New York. So we're going to talk about the overachievers and underachievers to this point for the New Jersey Devils. And we could talk about three particular players who have overachieved so far this season. The first one is Vitek Vanacek. He, the Devils happened to acquire him in July 2022. They picked him up for two, for a second round pick and a third round pick in the draft. He's having an outstanding season. Outstanding season. He's overachieving. I think he's overachieving odds. Uh, the odds, I think he's making up for the shortcomings that the Devils sometimes have on defense. He's making some big saves when he needs to. And here's some stats as to why. He's currently fourth in the National Hockey League in goals against average. He's got 2.29 GAA. He's tied for 13th in save percentage with a 917 save percentage, which is excellent. You want to stay in the high. You want to stay in that 90s range. He also has two shutouts for the doubles. 
and there was not much made in terms of the in terms of goaltending this year. There was kind of a question mark. It was a big question mark last year because there were seven guys coming in to play goaltender at one time. Mackenzie Blackwood, Jonathan Bernier, who's still on IR. He's still recovering from hip surgery. You had even Andrew Hammond. You signed Andrew Hammond from out of nowhere to play for your team last year. You also had got a couple of guys from minor leagues. You had Scott Wedgwood. You had uh, Nico Dawes start a couple of games for the Devils in Pipes. And you had Akira Schmid, who came in and had a couple of games in the Pipes and who's also uh, been up and down this season for the Devils. But Vitek Vanacek has been the backstop that has kind of pro- helped propel the New Jersey Devils to this level that they've had they're currently at. They're still they're sitting in second place in the Metropolitan Division. They had 68 points. I don't think they, I think they probably had 68 points. They finished with 68 points last year, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a big reason why the New Jersey Devils are having so much success right now. And I really hope that he gets considered for Vezina. He's 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 considered for the Vezina Trophy, just based off of what he has he's done this season. He wasn't the guy in Washington. Devils bring him in. They say you want to be the guy. And he's taking that ball and run with it. To, to coin a phrase, <laughs> uh, there's some question marks about Mackenzie Blackwood. Who had he's had his injury concerns. Akira Schmid, Nico Dawes, they're young guys. They're the prospects in the uh, in, in Utica. But Vitek Vanacek, hugely overachieving this year. Hugely overachieving. Another overachiever, Jesper Bat. And the reason why I'm saying this is because last year, he led the team in scoring at 73 points last year. Jack Hughes has 60, 64 points already this year. Brat had sixty had seventy three points all of last year. He's second. He was second. He's currently second on the team this year, but he hasn't let his foot off the gas pedal. And that's a great thing, especially for a guy who was a sixth round pick in the twenty seventeen draft. Listen, he's tied for second on the team with an assist. He's got thirty one. Same as same as uh, I believe Dougie Hamilton has 31. He's third in power play points with 17 power play points. He's tied for first in power play goals with six. Jack Hughes and Nikhil Heischer also have six goals. He's on pace to surpass last season's point total. Uh, Right now he has 50 points. He's only 23 away from 73. They've got 33 games to, to, he's got 33 games to score that many points. I think he he can surpass that if he, if he stays healthy and, you know, like I said, knock on wood, stays healthy. There's that H word again. But he is over-exceeding. I thought he would have a little bit of a drop-off this year with, with Hughes coming back, playing a full season. But he hasn't. He hasn't. He's not dropped off. He's stayed consistent. He's a big reason why the doubles power play has been has been clicking. And he's been contributing to timely to uh, timely goals by Jack Hughes. Look at Again, I point back to Friday's game against Dallas. He had that. He stayed in the zone. He saw Jack Hughes running. He's on the right side and the right board, right hand boards. He sees Jack Hughes flying on the left side. He saucers that. He dishes that pass off to him, and Jack Hughes wound up scoring the game game winning goal. So he's been a huge contributing factor to this team. And my third overachiever is Jonas Stigenthaler, and all the way back in episode one, I predicted he would be he would step up as the Devils' main stay-at-home defenseman, and he, he kind of has. I mean, John Marino, you could argue the same for John Marino, but unfortunately, he's been on the IR. Uh, he's missed 17 games on the IR with an upper body injury. Hopefully, he comes back soon. He comes back after the All-Star break because he's been a solid defenseman too. But Jonas Siegenthaler has been 
a huge, huge contributing factor on defense. He leads the team in block shots. He's played in all 49 games. So again, coming back to the H word, health. He's been in all 49 games. He leads the team in block shots with 93. He's fourth in hits with 62. And he's, well, he's third in among among the defensemen with 20 minutes and 50, 20, 20 minutes, just about 21 minutes per game of total ice time. So he's been a huge contributing factor to the, to the better defensive play for the Devils as of this season. Now, Thursday's game, notwithstanding in Nashville, that was a nightmare of a game to watch. Uh, a lot of defensive lapses for the Devils, but I believed he could be the better of the Devils stay-at-home defensemen. Right now, he, having him in your lineup and pairing him with Dougie Hamilton, he allows, allows Siegenthaler to stay home. He stays home while Dougie Hamilton racks up those points as a defenseman. And that's the reason why Dougie Hamilton, Hamilton's had the season he's had. It's because of pair, him pair, being paired up with Jonas, Jonas Siegenthaler. He's been a big part of this team. And again, to think that the Devils got him in for a sixth-round pick at the trade deadline in 2020, 2021. So kudos to those guys. As for underachievers, Miles Wood has been a really big underachiever this year. Brought He came back in 2021 after missing most of the last season. He's expected to add some fourth-line scoring. He's been that kind of pest that the Devils need, but... He's only got eight goals this year, and he recently ended a 31-game goalless drought. He ended that he ended that drought in the game against Dallas uh, when he tied the score in the second period. But his his season's been kind of I, I, I predicted he would win the Master Masterton Trophy for uh, Comeback Player of the Year. He's doing his part so far this year, but I think he needs to step up his scoring, especially uh, on shorthand situations. He's a fast guy. He's fast. He's a fast skater. He'll get your goal here and there, uh, but he's got to step up that scoring, especially, and kind of keep it. Also, stay on the penalty box. That's for sure, too. Speaking of penalty box, another underachiever, Brendan Smith. Uh, Brendan Smith was brought in as a free agent in July. He was thought to add some size in the defense, and he does, but he currently leads the team in 50, with 55 penalty minutes. Some of those penalty minutes have come at inopportune times. They've added to, they've cost the Devils games. So I think he needs to start playing a little bit smarter. Again, he's a he's a he's not gonna score a whole lot of goals, but he needs to stay out of the penalty box because having a defenseman in the penalty box isn't doesn't really help your cause. Doesn't really help with the uh with with getting a W. W's and again stacking up wins. Stacking up those wins now so you can kind of rest you can rest guys come playoff time. You can kind of rest guys before the playoffs begin, bring up some of your Guys from Utica, uh, as your as your black aces, so you you have to make sure that you stay out of the penalty box, play smarter, contribute where you can, but stay out of the penalty box. That's a big that's a big that is a big bugaboo. So those are my underachievers. I mean, you can say Eric Hall is a bit of an underachiever, but he was brought in to to be a faceoff guy. Igor Sharangovich has kind of slipped back a little bit a little bit from his from the last two years. But he's been playing a lot of third line time, uh, with especially with Andre Palat coming back. So we got Devils fans. I've seen a lot of Devils fans kind of get on their cases. Let's 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 enjoy the success we have as Devils fans right now. 
So that's um that's so those are my underachievers and overachievers and underachievers so far. 49 games of the season. We're at the half, we're at the all-star break. Let's enjoy where we are right now, Devils fans. All right, so let's go down the farm, talk about Utica and Adirondack. And we're gonna start with the Utica Comets. Utica Comets currently are 24 and 14. They have five overtime losses and one shootout loss. They are second in the AHL North Division. Graham Clark. For Graham Clark, he leads the team with 34 points, 16 goals, 18 assists. Uh, Nolan Foote, he's been up and down uh, between Newark and Utica. He He's second on the team with 14 goals. Uh, Simone Nemec, the first-round pick of, from this year's draft, he's having a pretty solid season in Utica, getting his feet wet in North American professional hockey. Now, congratulate we're going to issue, issue a congratulations to the goaltender Nico Dawes. He was elected to his first All-Star game, which will be played in Laval, Quebec next weekend or next week. Season stats right now that he's 11 and 9 with one overtime loss, 2.82 goals against average and a 901 save percentage. You could argue that Akira Schmid deserved the nod. He was more deserving because he's got a shutout, but uh, the their stats are pretty similar. And Schmid has actually split time between Newark and Utica. He came, he actually played in that in that game when they, they were winning that winning streak. And they, uh, but back in November when they doubles had that long winning streak, uh, he came in for Vitek Vanacek when he had that neck and some of that neck injury in the Ottawa game, and he basically single single uh, handedly won that game for the Devils, and they won in overtime and they continued that winning streak. So you could just you could say that. Shmi deserves it, but I think because he's been splitting time here and there uh, with uh, with um, Kennedy Blackwood having his injury issues again, uh, I think. Uh, but Nico Dawes, congratulations to him. He earns himself his first AHL All-Star game nod. He'll be playing for the North Division in Laval next week. Now, this week coming up, the Comets are at home against Syracuse on Wednesday. They'll be at Hartford on Friday, and they'll be at home against Providence on Saturday. Now let's look at the Adirondack Thunder, the ECHL affiliate. They are 14 and 19 with five overtime losses and one shootout, uh, one shootout loss. They are in fifth place in the ECHL North Division. They actually just ha- they actually just took two out of three against the Trois Rivieres Lions, uh, who were tied with them in the standings up until this recording today. Uh, they happened to win the matinee game. On Sunday, uh, seven to three, they're thirteen points behind Worcester for the final playoff sport in the spot in the North Division. I think all those, I think those, that's that that losing streak in October into November really hurt their cause. Uh, you got a first-year coach in Clifton Park, New York, native Pete, Pete MacArthur. Uh, he's been getting his feet wet in the professional coaching ranks, but he's doing a solid job. They're starting to get wins again. Uh, but they need to really start picking up the pace when it comes to when it comes to the wins in order to try to grab himself a playoff spot. Shane Harper, Ford Shane Harper leads the team with 32 points. He's got 11 goals and 21 assists. And for one guy who is deserving of a uh, of a congratulations is defenseman Jared Gorley. He represented the Eastern Conference in the ECHL All-Star game back on January 16th that took place in Norfolk, Virginia. He's been splitting time between Adirondack and Utica this season, and he was very deserving of his of his shot to the ECHL All Star Games. So congratulations to Jared! 
he is himself his first ever ECHL All-Star game uh, game nomination. So this week will be a home and home against Reading. They just had three games and three game three games in three days at home in the friendly confines of the Cool Insuring Arena at Glens Falls Civic Center. This week they'll have a home and home against Reading, who has had their number the last couple of seasons. They have a home game on Friday the third and a away game on Saturday the 4th. So if they need to start stacking up some wins and try to catch up to Worcester or uh, try to earn themselves a playoff spot for the Kelly Cup playoffs, uh, this is this is the month to do it. February is a short month, and hopefully the hopefully the Thunder will earn themselves a way into the playoffs. They get some wins. I get some solid goaltending. Tommy scoring Utica, they're on their way to a playoff spot. Uh, hopefully they can capture first place in the North Division just like they did last year. So they got some they got some games to make up uh, against uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of trying to get back in the standings. That Toronto Marley's there in first place right now. So that's it for down the farm. And actually, we're going to wrap things up for have another this edition of have another donut. Going to keep it kind of short in terms of time. Don't want to go over a certain amount of time. Uh, right now, we're at thirty seven minutes. A little over the 37-minute mark, but we're going to end things now. So just want to remind you about our Twitter Twitter account right down here, at Devils Donut Pod. Give us a follow. We don't tweet that much. We're hoping to tweet more with Devils games coming up. But maybe do some random facts or a throw, throwback Thursday. Give you a random, random New Jersey Devils player from history. Uh, but right now, we're just kind of dormant, trying to pick things up on that end. And on the podcast side, subscribe to podcasts. Anchor is our home base, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And also subscribe to Godzilla Media on YouTube. If you're watching the video and you have a comment, leave one in the comment. Also, give Godzilla Media a subscribe and hit the notification bell for when this podcast or other podcasts of ours are live. So thanks again for watching or listening to Have Another Donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast. Again, we are exclusively presented by Godzilla Media. I have been your host, Ryan McCarthy. You can find me down here at WhoIsRyanMCC. That's my Twitter handle. It's also my Instagram handle. So give me a follow. Especially if you're a Devils fan, you want to talk some Devils hockey. Would appreciate it. So until the next episode of... Have another donut. Hopefully we'll have another one next week. We'll talk about Jack Hughes' appearance in the All-Star game. We'll talk about some... I'll mention my... I might as well also do my top five Devils games this season. Because I haven't done that. I meant to do that last... and uh, meant to do a recording on that. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to. But I figure with All-Star break... Uh, All-Star break. Have some uh, good topic to talk about. Top five New Jersey Devils games from this season. I'll put that on the Twitter account. And uh, you can have at it. So until next time, thanks for listening to or watching Have Another Donut, New Jersey Devils podcast. Let's go, Devils. This is your failure, fat king. I'm not having another donut.